Good morning, Saints of Cross Lutheran Church. And yes, I said that purposely. We are saints, and today is All Saints Sunday. All Saints Sunday, I want to describe a worship space many of you may have been to. Rush River Lutheran Church sits not far away from here. It's on the corner of State Highway 29 and County Road Y. And the saints in light who constructed that building sure knew what they were doing for it's an absolutely beautiful building. The worship space or center there is incredible. It goes beyond what a lot of churches do. It has incredible windows, beautiful, beautiful woodwork, an incredible altar with <clears throat> an absolutely beautiful communion railing. And you usually don't describe communion railings as beautiful, but what makes this beautiful is it's a half moon. A lot of churches, especially of Scandinavian descent and on the plains, have similar half moon altar railings. Unfortunately, a lot of them have been removed, but Rush River was wise enough to keep their beautiful communion railing. And I will admit that when I first saw the half moon communion railing, I thought, what a great idea. You can get more people around the table and commune more people at once and then expedite the worship service. Yes, sometimes pastors think that way. But I did not know until recently that the purpose of the half moon communion railing was for those at the rail to imagine the other half behind the altar, what they could not see. And what they could not see is where we're joined by the saints in light and the saints yet to be. How cool is that again, when we commune at a half moon communion railing we're supposed to see or imagine the completion of the circle of life of the saints who've gone before us and the saints yet to be joining us at the feast. And I think that's incredibly cool and incredibly moving. And if I were ever in a position to design a worship space, I would fight tooth and nail to have the half moon communion rail so that those who are communing could see or feel at least weekly what we're really supposed to see or feel every day, that we're part of something much larger than us. We're part of the saints who've gone before us and we're part of the saints who will follow us. And that we are tied to them forever. So I want us to ask, and I want us to answer, not immediately, but I want us to dwell on this through this day. And the who is plural. Who were the people to tell you that everything was going to be all right? Who were the people that told you that everything was going to be all right? And when I say <clears throat> everything's going to be all right, and of course, I'm referring to what Jesus promises us in the Beatitudes. Who told us that we would be blessed? See, the Beatitudes are not a 
instruction sheet to follow. They're not a to-do list, but rather they're a description of the reality of the saints of all times and all places. The saints are those who follow Jesus and then thirst for righteousness. They are the peacemakers. They are those who mourn. That is, they mourn or have empathy with others. The saints are those that everything this world of late is not. Who told you that everything is going to be all right? Who told you everything will be all right? And who are you telling that everything will be all right? Because boy, is that a message we need now more than ever. I first heard the reading from Revelation a long, long time ago, but I first appreciated it at my mother's funeral. And I met back then I thought about the trial and tribulations being her cancer. I never thought of it as a collective trial and tribulation of this earthly existence. But oh boy, we have to say that we live in times of trial and tribulation, do we not? In a couple days, our country will face the election. A lot of people have heightened anxiety over that election. The headlines of the pandemic get worse and worse, and now we see countries closing down again. At the same time, we see our own behavior in our country disintegrate as we make a disease something political rather than a reality. We have a world that seems so opposite of what Jesus describes for the saints. And yet saints, we are in this world. And we have to know that we bring our world, the world of peacemaking, the world of mourning, the world of seeking justice into this world. And whether it's realized or not while we're here matters not. What matters is that we can see ahead into the promise, into the future when we will all at one table, all at one feast be with those who've gone before us and those who follow us in a place so far removed from here that we can't even begin to imagine it. This doesn't give us license though to stop caring. This does not give us license to be removed, but rather this gives us inspiration. This gives us direction. This gives us the calling to tell others that things will be all right because Jesus has made us his forever. We belong to Jesus who brought into the kingdom here and later. And no matter which part we are in the now or then, we have a God who stoops down to wipe away our tears. Yes, everything will be all right because we belong to Jesus. 
Now, who are we going to tell? With that, what else can we say but to God be the glory, and will say it but to God be the glory, now and forever. Amen.